Hello my loves, welcome back to The Divine Everything with me, Georgia Turner. It's great that you've come back again for more. Thank you very much and thanks for everyone who's been supporting so far. Of course, you can head over to my Instagram at underscore Turner Georgia and keep updated with the show over there. Hope you have had a great month since the last episode. On this one, we're going to be talking about all things to do with gratitude. Gratitude, of course, is talked about a lot in spirituality and it is very, very important. So I'll be sharing lots of information on gratitude with you on this episode. Don't go anywhere. Gratitude, the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. Thanks very much, Google. Now, of course, like I said at the beginning of this episode, gratitude is something that we talk a lot about in spiritual groups. On Instagram, you might see a lot about gratitude um, and just general sort of spiritual communities. But why? Well, you see, the thing is, people in all walks of life practice gratitude. It's a brilliant thing to practice because, do you know what? It's free. So when that stranger holds the door open for you and you thank them, that's gratitude. When your friend gives you a hug just for listening, they're showing you gratitude. There are so many different ways to express gratitude. And no matter what language you speak there's always a way that you can communicate gratitude towards someone. Delving into what gratitude means in terms of spirituality and spiritual practice or development, I know that a lot of spiritualists tend to use it for a lot of things that people generally take for granted in day-to-day life. That could literally be something as simple as turning the tap on and being like, wow, I have water, I have running clean water, or waking up in the morning and thinking, you know, this is amazing, I've been blessed with another day. And so that's where that kind of comes in with spirituality. Now, when I first discovered the spiritual side of gratitude, it was a little bit strange for me, because I think I've I've been brought up with good manners and all of that kind of stuff. I always like to be very thankful for people. But then to have really found that root of starting to just be thankful for the little things... I was like, wow, you know, where has this been all of my life? Because since then, it's like I'm I'm just able to think more positive naturally. I don't even have to remind myself that like, okay, we need to look at this from a positive view. We need to try and find the silver lining in this situation. It's like a bad thing can happen now, whether that be sort of like I you know, I've taken up macrame in the past few months. So sometimes I can be doing my macrame and I come up with a new pattern and it completely goes wrong. But then I'm just automatically thankful that, right, okay, you know, we we know now that that doesn't work for future reference. It's just little things like that, really, that I'm just automatically grateful for. And I think sometimes a lot of the people around me are just like, how are you still so positive about this? And the answer is gratitude, practicing spiritual gratitude on a day-to-day basis. And I've actually noticed that since practicing spiritual gratitude, 
I sleep better at night. I want to take care of myself more. I am happier a lot of the time. And it's very strange actually that something so simple like just being thankful for the small things can have such a massive impact on your life. And of course, in a lot of different spiritual practices, we talk about the mind, body and soul being completely connected. So when one of those goes a little bit awry, it can start to affect the rest of them. So that's kind of like a karmic pattern, I guess. So if you've had a lot of negative thoughts as of late, you might feel that actually your body aches as well. You don't just feel down about the negative thoughts. You find that you don't have as much energy anymore. You feel underwhelmed all the time. And it can have such an impact in that sense. Whereas you might notice if you have more positive thoughts, sort of within the past, let's say, couple of weeks, you might feel that actually you're really motivated on a day-to-day basis. You might feel that you've got more energy, you want to get out and go for walks and talk to more people and all of that kind of stuff. And you just feel generally better in yourself. So I think Those are some really good reasons to practice gratitude on a spiritual level and to implement that into your life. So like I say, it's just being thankful for the little things. Now you might be wondering, okay, well, it all sounds very good and well, but how can I actually bring this into my life? How do I start to practice this, what we call attitude of gratitude? And that can be as simple as right now, whilst you're listening to this, I'm going to ask you this. What are three things you are grateful for today? Not yesterday, not things that are coming up. What are you grateful for today? I'll just give you that second just to have a little think about that. Off the top of my head today, I'm grateful for the time that I've found to finally paint my nails. I've been wanting to do that for a while. So I'm grateful that I've done that. I'm grateful that I've remembered to make myself a cup of green tea today because I've been drinking a lot of coffee recently. And we all know that caffeine isn't great all the time. And I'm grateful today that that I'm here and I'm able to share all of this information for you. So yeah, what are three things you are grateful for? Let me know, absolutely get in touch. You can head over to my Instagram at underscore Turner Georgia and just let me know, have a little chat to me about gratitude because why not? But in terms of your day-to-day life, how can you practice gratitude? Well, one of the best things I've found in terms of practicing gratitude is actually journaling. So writing down a few things every day or at the end of the week, just that you are grateful for. But I think also one of the best things that you can do is to write down a few things that have happened in the week that you think, okay, maybe that could have gone a little bit differently. Maybe something that you have gone through in the week that you're not entirely happy with write that down and I know that sounds like a really weird thing to say like why do you want to think about that if it's bad why should you think about it well it's not just necessarily that and I appreciate that this isn't going to work for everyone it's not going to happen in all situations but if you write those things down nine times out of ten you can look at that maybe meditate on that thought and just think okay what lesson has been learned from this what messages there behind this thing that's happened and then figure out actually yeah I can be grateful for that thing having happened and it's just little things like that 
Um, I know I've said on previous episodes that I used to be one of the most negative people ever. And I don't know about you, but there was just a time in my life where I felt like the whole world was against me. It was like I was just there on my own. And anything bad that happened was everyone else's fault all the time. I think we've definitely all been there at some point in our lives. But since practicing this gratitude, it's like it's just turned everything around. And by taking those negative events, you're able to just really evaluate them and think, okay, yeah, this has happened for a reason. And once you can accept that everything does indeed happen for a reason, you know, the universe, she has got so many plans for everyone. And all of them will be for your highest and greatest good. So like I say, this is just for your day-to-day general events. Really, really look at those. It's nice to keep a journal because you can look back. If you're having a particularly bad day, look back at that journal and think like, wow, I was grateful for this two weeks ago. What a lovely thing to be grateful for. And just appreciate that actually, yeah, maybe you do have more good days than bad days. Because I know a lot of people who will have the worst day ever. They could have just had nine amazing days and one really bad day. And guaranteed, you'll remember the bad day. It just completely trumps the rest of them out of the water. Whereas bringing your mindset to that attitude of gratitude allows you to focus on those good days. So you can then see that actually, yeah, 90% of those days have been good. So, you know, what what's the odd bad day here and there? And I think actually looking at that again from a very positive perspective, you can start to appreciate the bad days because not only are there some sort of lessons to be learned in those, but it just makes those good days stand out a little bit more and makes you even more grateful for them. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things with gratitude. Talking to me now, I have my good friend, Matt. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm really good, thank you, for, thank you for having me. No, no worries at all. I actually just want to start off by asking you, what are three things that you are grateful for today? Right, put me on the spot. Um, three things that I'm grateful for, I would say, um, you know me well enough to know that music is definitely on there. Yeah. Uh, I'm very grateful for music. Of course, music's my number one passion in life. It's the thing that gets me through, gets me through the day. It's the thing that um, gets me through life. Really, music is life for me. Uh, so, music, without a doubt, I don't know where I'd be without music. Yeah, um, absolutely. Find it very hard to go through a day without listening to music or thinking about music or playing music or, or doing anything. Um, so, yeah, very grateful for my uh, for my music and my guitar. Uh, and my voice and, and everything that I used to make music. Um, I would say grateful for friends, of course. Yeah. Um, it's always good to have good friends, especially I think at the moment with you know the, the the way that everything is in the world and the whole coronavirus thing. It's it's always good, uh, even if you're not physically seeing people, um, as much to check in with people and you know have friends around to, that can check on you and you can talk to and things like that. Um, and I'd say thirdly, um, my family, of course, you know, it's grateful to have a, a good family. Um, you know, it's not, not something that everybody everybody has. And, you know, I feel very lucky that I've got a very supportive family and a, and a good family. So I'd say those are my three things. 
they're a really good three things. Yeah, I do you know what I fully resonate with all of those actually because I think there's something very natural about music. There's something very spiritual about it, and it does just kind of kind of speak to the soul. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think it opens up. I think it opens up a lot of um, a lot of emotions. So you can listen, you can listen to music and uh, get take it back to a certain point in your life. It can help you to you know unlock emotions maybe that you, you're thinking. Um, it can make you feel make you feel good. It can it, it sort of it can it can soundtrack a moment in time for you. I think and and I think depending on what you're going through, you know, at that time in your life you can always find a, a soundtrack for it, you know, something that will, will fit that mood that you're you're in or fit that moment in your life perfectly, which I think is really good. So it can sort of be a, a bit, of, bit of a time capsule. And um, I think there's, you know, there's always a there's always a song out there for the moment and there's always something that will pull you through, uh, no matter what it is you're going through, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I still do a lot of songwriting, actually. I've written songs since I was probably about, I want to say 10, 11 years old, actually. And I think it's a really good way to just sort of get your thoughts onto paper. Absolutely. I think not everybody finds it perhaps easy to to talk about their feelings. Not everybody finds it easy to um, sort of describe how they're feeling or, or feels comfortable putting their feelings out there for people to, you know, to... Um, talk about but i think with music you can you can do that in a different way it's it's kind of putting your feelings out there creatively and it's it's, a, it's an outlet i think for some people um and like you said songwriting and for myself as well i like to to do songs as well and i like to sing um i like to play guitar and it's it's a real sort of outlet for putting out how you feel putting out your feelings and and for some people that don't perhaps feel very comfortable at putting their feelings out there music's a good way to go about it i think it is definitely and I think it's one of those things that's very very unique to every single individual but now I don't know about you but I've found that when you ask people nowadays what kind of music do you like to listen to nine times out of ten you get the answer you know oh I've got quite an eclectic taste and I think because of things like Spotify people have got that sort of openness to all kinds of different music now and that's amazing yes absolutely I think I think so I think I, I'm kind of I have a I have a very love hate relationship with with Spotify. Like I absolutely love it, and I couldn't do without Spotify. It's the modern way, and I couldn't do without it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, there is there is part of me that kind of longs for those simpler times when you could just go into a record store and buy a record, you know, and and, and sort of part of me sort of longs for that simpler yeah. era. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence. I'm kind of anti-technology in a way, but I, I agree with that totally. I think that is one of the good things that Spotify has bought us. I think before when you were, you know, having to go out and buy physically, buy all your music, go into the record shop, you only sort of went for things that you knew you were going to like, and yeah. it perhaps didn't leave you as open to trying things. Whereas on Spotify, you've got a wealth of music at your fingertips, um, and it's it's just so easy these days, isn't it, to check out something brand new, something that you you would never even have thought about listening to you can just you can try it have a listen to it and i think it has opened up people's minds to new possibilities and new new genres and new things and um, that they perhaps wouldn't have even considered before and i think that is one of the good things that's come from spotify oh yeah absolutely there's pros and cons to both of them i mean i i love my vinyl i do collect vinyl um i've been listening to goodbye yellow brick road actually at the moment i think that's one of your favorite albums isn't it yeah definitely well do you know what I, Without John being being a radio DJ as well, um, you know I've got I've got a very eclectic taste. Um, I've grown up with music of all eras. My my parents were 
big 60s fans um my dad uh, very much likes his 60s music my mom and my brother used to like 70s music my sister was a total 80s kid so for me personally you know i've grown up sort of with, with all eras of music and, I, and I've, I've i'm very grateful for that because he's given me a real eclectic taste i think but when you come to somebody like elton john i mean the man's had so many albums so yeah. many albums it's it's quite overwhelming and you start to think if i was to sort of delve into listening to elton john now where would i even begin because there's so many albums out yeah. there so what i did was um i was open to listening you know I, the man's had some hits let's not deny it so i was open to having a listen i thought you know what i'm gonna give it give it a give it a try see what i think listen to an album um and I kind of, I kind of googled what's the, the the pinnacle of Elton John's career? What's the ultimate Elton John album? Um, and amongst the fans, that's very much voted as number one. Yeah, definitely. And his finest hour, um, which I would, which I would agree with. Uh, so I, I thought, you know, that's that's a good place to start. If the fans fans say that's the good place to start, then that's the place to start. So I, I listened to it from there, um, and it's a great album. Yeah, really, really good album. Um, I wouldn't say that I was the biggest Elton John fan um, necessarily, but but that that was one of those all-time classics. I think everybody should listen to at least once. Um, and yeah, I loved it. It's a really good album. So I have to agree with you on that one. It's a fantastic album, actually. I think everyone needs to listen to it at some point. <laughs> I'm open to. I'm open to. Um, you know, I, I love. I love a, a musical history lesson. But I'm, I'm. I'm a very big believer in. Um, you know, you can't listen to anything sort of modern without looking at the people that came before you. You need to respect like the greats and and the artists that inspired the artist, basically. So, so looking back, you know, at some of these iconic stars that are you know that have been singing for years and have gone through the decades, I think you know you, you owe it really to to have a listen because without people like Elton John you wouldn't have some of the people that we have today um you know and he, he was the one that sort of paved the way for a lot of people so i think it's important to check out you know some of these icons and these legends and i'm all for a, a good sort of musical history lesson so i i check these things out um just to have a listen really and you know see what i've been missing long long before my time um, but it's good it's good to listen to it it's good to sort of delve into the past a little bit and, and listen to some of these greats Absolutely, 100%. Um, now, obviously, you just mentioned um, that you're very sort of grateful for your musical upbringing. And obviously, with us being on the topic of gratitude today, I just wondered how how you'd say you implement gratitude into your personal life, into your day-to-day life. It's a good question. I think, I think it's really important to do it not only for your own mental health and to keep ourselves mentally strong, really. I mean, I've, I've suffered with mental health in the past. Um, you know, I've had times where where I've really struggled with my anxiety and I've struggled with mental health. And I think that's one of the key things that you learn very early on if you, if you speak to a counsellor or you speak to anybody that sort of deals with mental health. They always tell you that you need to um, implement it in your day-to-day life in order to, to try and sort of keep on top of things and keep mentally strong it's important not to focus on negatives so i think just just getting up um every morning really and just being grateful for the situation that you're in even even if it feels like um you know today is not a good day i think a lot of people at the moment with the way that the virus is and we're in another lockdown and i think it's it's very easy for people to feel very um down about things like that if you let it but i think if you can try and put a positive spin on it 
um, then you're you're going the right way. And, and what I've tried to do with situations like that is is just try to find some form of positivity, no matter how small it is, in the situation. And for me personally, with the lockdown, obviously not a great situation, not a not a good thing to be in lockdown. But there is positives if if you look hard enough. And I think just finding that you've you've got more time to focus on yourself. You've got, um, you know, the ability to perhaps see more of your family. Um, if you know, if you're living with them and you've got the bubbles, and I think it's brought people together in a in a, in a different way. It's it's very unusual. It's very different, and it's not what any of us would have wanted. But there is there is little sparks of positivity in there somewhere, and I think it's important to look for them. Definitely, one hundred percent. I think there is, like you say, there's that big focus on sort of just appreciating the smaller things. I mean, I mentioned earlier on in the podcast that today I've actually taken the time out to paint my nails, which, as silly as it sounds, that's something that I've been wanting to do for quite a while, but I just forget because the days go by so quickly at the moment. But I'm actually just really grateful for the fact that I've been able to find the time for that today and like I say it does sound silly because it's something as simple as painting your nails but I think that's just an example of um just appreciating the smaller things really it's important to 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 look at it and I think no matter no matter what your situation is that you find yourself in even though it might not be an ideal situation there's always somebody out there that perhaps would love to be in your shoes or that, that's worse off and I think I think that's important to remember um, I mean there's certain people that have had to work you know non-stop throughout the pandemic um, and it's been tough for them it's been really tough and you know if you've been uh, able to work from home and you've been lucky enough to do that um, then that even something as small as that is, is something to be grateful for I suppose you know you're, you're, you're sitting here and there's some people that would perhaps love to be in that situation and it, and it's just it's just finding the, the the reasons to smile I think and the and the little positivity in it and I think there could come a, a time maybe in the future when you're back in the nine to five and you're doing full work days and you're exhausted and you come home there might be a time when you think Do you remember that time that I was at home and I got to work from home and it might look you might look back on it a bit fondly even though the the, the situation as a whole obviously isn't great uh, but like I said it's just finding those little things about your day that I think you can you can take you know the little positivity bits I think so yeah definitely that makes a lot of sense really um just talking sort of you know spirituality in general at the moment you're not sort of I know you're not an overly spiritual person but I know you're open to a lot of different kind of spiritual experiences and all of that kind of stuff and obviously you tried a little bit of meditation last year can we just talk about that for a second yeah, definitely. Well, well, I say I say I'm not really a, a spiritual person. I, I always have the the way of thinking for for me is that um, I never dismiss anything. You know, I'm I'm always I'm always open to it, and I find it very interesting. I find um, any kind of spirit spirituality kind of I find it interesting. I look I like to look into it, and I like to believe in in most things. So I, so I never dismiss anything. I always I always give things a go, and I'd be um, happy to have a go at anything really. But for me. When it came to meditation, it was something that I looked into as part of a, a personal plan that I put in for myself. I had it suggested to me by several people. One of them being a counsellor that I was speaking to at the time. As I said, I was I was um, I was struggling a little bit with my anxiety. You know, things were sort of starting to snowball a little bit in that respect. So I, I was talking to a counsellor 
Um, and it was actually one of the suggestions that they made to sort of try and um, calm calm things maybe and, and get my mental health strong again. So what I was doing was when I when I looked into going into meditation, it was kind of part of a, a bit of a plan that I put together for myself. I thought, right, I'm going to think positively. I'm going to be doing, um, you know, being grateful for little things, trying to find the positivity in life and situations, eat healthy, um, you know, do, do all the right things in life, exercise more. And one of them was the meditation. And when I sat down to do the meditation, I know a lot of people swear by it. So I gave it a go. For me, I, I found it very hard to get into. It might be something that I revisit at some point, but I found it very hard to get into for a couple of reasons. I, one, I found it very hard to switch my mind off. And so when I was doing this meditation, um, I found the slightest little thing would pull me right out of the moment. Could be like a car walking, a car coming past the house, or um, I was in the garden once, or in the garden, and an insect landed on me. Um, a blade of grass brushes past my hand, <laughs> anything at all, and it would take me out of the moment. And I found it very hard to detach myself completely from reality. And the other thing was, I didn't like the idea of completely losing myself and letting myself go, which is probably says more about me than it does about the, the process of meditation. Um, but I did find it quite difficult when I started to meditate. Um, it was something that was recommended to me, uh, but I did find it tough, I have to be honest. Yeah, I think I, I wanted to ask you about this because although obviously this podcast is designed to kind of help people with spiritualism i i want people listening to this to appreciate that it's not always sort of you know really easy going you can't just delve into things and just instantly be able to do them and that it does take time but i think the important takeaway from your experience with that is that it's not completely put you off everything i think you're still very open-minded to a lot of these different things absolutely so I've, i've always I've always been um, in the frame of mind, like I said, that I never dismiss anything. If, if somebody's passionate about something and somebody's got an idea or somebody swears by something, then I'd never, I'd never dismiss it. I'd say, well, clearly that works for you. Um, and if you believe in it, then I'd be willing to give it a go. You know, I, I, never, I never sort of dismiss anything at all. Um, and, I, and I am interested. I see myself as quite a, a spiritual person, not entirely sort of, you know, buying into everything. But, but but always willing to to give it a go and, and and never dismiss things. And I think with the meditation, I tried it for a few weeks and I found it really hard. And I went back to my counsellor and I said to her, "Look, I've been trying this meditation." And she said, "How have you been getting on with it?" And I said, "I'm struggling with it. To be honest, it's not working for me. It doesn't seem to be going very well." Um, and she did say to me, "To be fair, that it's not something that you will you that will work for you just like that. It does take a bit of work." It does take a few goes, you know, to get used to it. Um, so she told me to stick with it, um, which I didn't, to be fair. But I, but like I said, I, I would be perhaps willing to try it again um, and go back to it. I feel these days I'm in a, a much better place anyway, sort of mentally, and I'm doing a lot of other things that are that are good for me. I'm sort of That's trying good. to keep up with the, the rest of it. So meditation isn't such a, a big thing in my life anymore that I feel that I need to do. Um but I, I would revisit it, as I said. It, it's not something that's going to come overnight. It does take a bit of, bit of uh, getting used to before you fully get used to doing it. So yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to put anybody off um, doing it. For me, like I said, I, I found it very difficult. I found myself getting very lightheaded, and I found myself very unwilling 
to let myself go by that. It was very much, uh, I don't like this feeling. I don't like this feeling of um, sort of slipping away and losing control a little bit. I didn't like that for me personally. But, but as I said, it's probably getting used to it, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that experience, though, because like I say, it's different for everyone. It really is. You've just got to try and work out what works for you, really, what you are most drawn to more than anything um, and just see how you get on with things. So, yeah, thank you very much for sharing that. No problem. Wow, what an absolutely inspiring conversation. Thank you so much to Matt for coming on to the show to discuss all of that. It's really, really appreciated. And I think it's been really lovely to hear how open he has been about his experiences, especially with meditation as well, because I know it's not always easy for people to get into. And like I said, chatting to him, it's important to note that spiritual practices are not going to go swimmingly for everyone You've just got to kind of delve into different things and see what works best for you at the end of the day. So yeah, that's been a really, really good conversation there with Matt. And of course, we chatted a little bit about Elton John. (laughs) So thank you very much for that one, Matt. Now, I do always save room for a quote in an episode just to kind of go along with what we've been talking about, because I think it's nice to have something to kind of just bring everything together. And the quote this month actually comes from Aesop. And that quote is, gratitude turns what we have into enough. And I think that's a really beautiful quote, actually. I really like the sentiment behind that one, because that pretty much sums up everything we've been talking about today. It's all to do with appreciating the little things. And I think, really, gratitude is the cornerstone of all spiritual practices. That's just my opinion. You might think differently. That's fine. But I think that's what it is for me, and I think it is super important, which is why I've decided to talk about it on the third episode. And, you know, I really hope that you've taken something from this episode. If you do have any questions, by all means, get in touch with me on Instagram at underscore Turner Georgia, and you can feel free to have a little bit of a chat with me on there if you've got any questions about anything that I've talked about. But anyway, we are very, very near to the end of this month's episode. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for sticking with me. As you will very well know if you've listened to the podcast before, I do like to finish with a little bit of a song for you. And do you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I've really struggled to find something for this month um, to kind of go along with the theme of this episode but I ended up finding um, a Sheryl Crow song from 1996 called If It Makes You Happy you may or may not know that song Um, but she basically wrote this song based off the success of her first album but actually that she didn't really feel as though she appreciated it as much as she probably should have or wanted to, because I know that she felt a lot of pressure from the media and her producers to kind of get a second album out there. So because there was that focus on all of that, she didn't really have the time that she probably wanted to sit back and go, wow, I've released my first album, you know? She didn't get the chance to fulfill that kind of that moment of gratitude with that first album so I think although it may be a little bit of a tenuous connection with this one that's why I've wanted to go with this song so without further ado this is If It Makes You Happy by the lovely Cheryl Crow hope you enjoy
Happy. Then why the hell are you 
I love that song. It really never gets old. It's one that I've loved for quite a few years now. And I hope you've enjoyed that yourself. If you loved it so much, you can head over to my SoundCloud. It's Georgia Turner. And you'll find all of the songs from all of the podcasts on there if you wanted to listen back to them at all. So I really hope you've enjoyed this month's episode. Of course, I'll be back next month. I release these on the first of every single month. And like I say as well, if you want to keep updated with the podcast, then head over to my social media at underscore Turner Georgia. I'll catch you next month. Stay groovy and grateful until then. This has been The Divine Everything with me, Georgia Turner.